Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies, welcome to another week, another episode of the Medicine Ball Podcast. You could have chose to spend your time anywhere. You rock with me today. Thank you. I never take that lightly. Before we get into it, let my beat drop. Yes, yes, that's right. Welcome to Medicine Ball with your boy LS3 to be exact. And if you ain't in shape, at least your brain should be. Welcome. Ladies and gentlemen to the Medicine Ball Podcast where we focus on giving your brain a six pack by exercising your mind. Now exercising your mind means that you actively think about and deal with all situations by first seeking to do anything other than what you are normally programmed and or comfortable in doing. Now if you're someone who struggles and wants to get better at thinking about things beforehand as opposed to reacting in ways that require less effort, well just like anything you want to get better at, it does require training practice and work now i'm well aware that thinking about things beforehand as opposed to responding off instinct does require effort and who doesn't prefer things that are easy well the first step my friends can be very easy and that's to begin to look at all things from an unbiased point of view which in itself will increase your curiosity in life now exercising your mind won't give you all the answers you will however begin to look at things with more peace understanding and patience while simultaneously equipping yourself with more tools and strategies to help you effectively deal with this thing called life now before we go any further i'm no doctor no psychiatrist no psychologist i have however been diagnosed with bipolar disorder level one for 16 years and to be honest i got to a point in my life where i was looking at the person i was becoming versus the person i wanted to be and that among other things required me to look at my mental health responsibly so whether or not you're diagnosed or know someone who's diagnosed or have symptoms or just want to know more about it it doesn't matter maybe you're one of the many people who could just use some tips tricks and different ideas to help you get through day-to-day life pull up a seat kick up your feet e-l-e everybody love everybody this is your home no judgment zone welcome to medicine ball i appreciate you this week's episode continuing the leader in you series Season 3, Episode 17, Squad Goals, let's go. Yeah, yeah, let's get right into it. Real quick updates, I am working on a new distributor for Medicine Ball merchandise. So, more merchandise coming soon, man. I appreciate y'all uh, really um, supporting that, man, because as soon as I get it, as soon as I get it, I can barely post it and it is sold out, so that's coming. Um, the video is pushing right along. We had a minor setback for a major comeback. Um, the video editing, man, and this actually goes right into this week's episode, but the video editing, um, after busting my head and doing some pretty good trailers and things, um, I've decided to reconvene. I'm talking with the company, which is uh, Experience On Demand, XOD, trying to see if we can get a team put together to help your boy out with some of the video editing as I already realized but realized even more i cannot carry that load myself so i'm gonna have to get me a squad together man let's go ahead and continue this leader in you series that's dedicated to leadership this is the third of five episodes dedicated to that season three episode 17 squad goals let's get right into it man so right now and I'm salty because uh, basketball, the basketball uh, playoffs is going on. And uh, they're in the Eastern Conference and Western Conference Finals. The Lakers, of course, been eliminated. But um, I'm going to still bring them into this episode. But right now, I want to pay attention to um, a team that has been slept on. And they really shouldn't have been. But more so a player that you're starting to hear more people talk about. And I actually heard Charles Barkley on TNT call him the greatest leader ever chris paul now for those of you who don't know anything about sports 
Chris Paul, I say, within the last few seasons has been almost in a situation. I think he went to Houston and he stayed there two years. And then after that, he was in a situation where he was going from a, to a new team every year. And every year he was taking the team further or more, uh, you know, or did more or had more success than what, what was expected or projected just based on the talent and the numbers uh, was Oklahoma City. Man, I remember that Oklahoma City team that have nobody on it. Nobody. Now, if you really deep into basketball, they had a couple of players on there. You know, of course, this is the NBA. Everybody is uh, talented. But when you're looking as far as like superstars or people who score a lot of points or even all star, the all star team selections are a good indication of the talent on your team. So if you've had if you have the all star game that they have every year, you have two or three players in the all star game. That's an indication of the type of talent that you have on your team. And I don't know if you guys knew that, but every single team doesn't get somebody in the all-star game. So all of that back to Chris Paul. Chris Paul is getting older now. And um, he's watched all these guys around him who he came in with have more success than him. Uh, some of them or a, major a few, quite a few of them, you know, uh, Dwayne Wade, I believe, came in with them. LeBron James. Those guys have rings. And. Anybody who's around me, you know, I'm a Lakers fan. And when it comes to talking about who's the greatest and everything, I always say, man, it's about them rings. It's about them rings. We don't care about all these accolades. I mean, it, it is big and it matters. But to competitors, to people who trying to, it's about that championship. It's not about who made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, who was an all-star how many times, who got MVP. It is about championships. Chris Paul is an older guy, and he's trying to get this chip. Chris Paul came into a situation, and he's been in quite a few situations like this, and I watch him as he progresses because um, it started with the Clippers having to deal with Blake Griffin, et cetera. But he's in these situations where he's coming on these teams with people who are like 10 years younger than him and physically better than him, physically better than him. And Chris Paul is very, very smart. Ever since I started, you know, paying attention, not even hearing other people say it, but just look at like what he's able to do with these teams. Like I really be into details. And like I said, I'm going to bring the Lakers back because LeBron James, right? I got to give them props on this. They know their team. They know their team. There are stories about requirements for them to hang out and kick it with them. Um, especially if you're a rookie or a younger player, you're going to have to kick it with LeBron. You're going to have to kick it with Chris Paul off the uh, basketball court. And the reason is so they can get to know you. They say LeBron knows who shoots, you know, what their shooting percentages are from certain parts of the court in certain situations. And I got to think, I've never heard the stories, but I can see it. I got to think Chris Paul is the same exact way. He is just, if you just watch him play, I implore y'all to watch one game of the Western Conference Finals. Look how, how he's um, pointing people to go uh, where they need to go, right? He, a matter of fact, just came back from the uh, safety protocols because of a COVID test. Man, after their second win, he was immediately on video phone with Devin Booker while this man was walking out from his interview. He knows who's good where. He knows who has that, that, that instinct and who's a little bit more passive. He knows how guys' uh, body language is. He's always talking to the players. He's always doing, and I don't see that part as much from LeBron, but Chris Paul always talking to him to the point, it's like, man, they're probably tired of him. But you can see it in the performance and the action. And that goes right into today's show, squad goals, especially from a leadership position. What is that about? 
What does it take? Why do you want to know your team on a deeper level outside of just what you can see or, or, or you could judge from one or two interactions? And Chris Paul and what he's doing right now is an example of that, man. You have to be able to know the personality types of people who's best in what situation. Who's the guy who I can give the ball to at the end of the quarter because they're going to get fouled, but hey, I know that at this time, at the end of the quarter, they're a 90% free throw shooter. Like the regular people as, uh, you know, the casual fans, we know their free throw percentage. I got to think that Chris Paul and people like LeBron James and even Kobe and Jordan on another level knew who was good in what situation, man. I have seen situations where these guys, man, the guy that they're playing with, that dude could be missing all darn game. And when the game's on the line over there in the corner, think about all the greats and all the stories they had. Kobe had the Robert Ory shot. LeBron had the Ray Allen shot. Jordan had the, I think it was John Paxson shot. Or no, it was the Steve Kerr shot. These were all highlights and situations. And if you go back and look at these stories and situations, they always say something like, man, he wasn't really shooting. He wasn't really on his game. But I knew he was going to hit it in this situation. And that is a squad goal, knowing your team so you can know who has what skills, who has what tendencies, who does what in what situations to come together to complete one goal. Let's get into it. So when it comes to this thing of leadership um, on any level, in any situation, there's always levels, I like to say, of how people think. Right. There's there, there's just there just are. And it's not to down talk anyone. But, you know, if you're on that front line, you're only going to be able to see maybe what's going on on your team or your immediate situation. And this is neat because it's going to go right back to Chris Paul. But if you're at least on the leadership line or the second or third line up, you're able to see the bigger goal and how that relates to Chris Paul is he's actually, I think, one of the uh, leaders of the collective bargaining agreement for the NBA. He sees and he's involved in the bigger goal. So the first thing uh, that I kind of want to point out, and this is going to hurt a lot of people, is you can be able to see the bigger goal and function on that uh, higher level, but you'll get stuck there because leadership does come with power. And power is very, very dangerous if not understood and not approached in a humble way. And I think uh, whether it be coaching a basketball team or leading your home or leading someone on a job, I think it's real easy to get sucked into this whole I'm in charge. uh, I have the power. I just need to say something and people should just do it. I should just say something and people should just do what I say just because and, and it might not even be a just because it could be like, you know, what's going on if we're talking about jobs? It could be your job function, but it doesn't work like that. And the first thing that uh, I implore leaders to do, and this goes back to previous episodes, is you got to first start off by looking at yourself. You have to look at yourself and furthermore, put yourself in the position of the people that you're attempting to lead. For instance, do you like someone to tell you you should do something just because with no explanation and they don't know how you work? No, that's not in human nature. So the first thing is looking at yourself, what type of leader you are and coming into it humbly and 
real reanalyzing and kind of realigning the idea of seeing things on a bigger level as a leader you got a goal you're trying to meet all the little knickknacks and personal things and a little silly stuff it doesn't matter in the bigger goal but you don't necessarily have to express that so the next part of this comes into and i always talk about this we don't invest in um each other as humans enough we don't take the time to really get to know each other as humans. And this can branch out because even in relationships, I'll be hearing people tell me about these relationships where they don't been in them for three years. And then in a fourth year, they find out that this is the worst person for them. And it sucks because a lot of times I got to tell those people, man, that's a that's a character analysis. That's on you. How can you know what your triggers are and what bothers you and the person who you got to be around the most? You don't know if there's someone who aggravates or triggers those triggers or bothers you. Right. There's a joke, um, you know, again, a family joke where, um, you know, I think one of my cousins was talking about, man, everything's all good with that woman. And, you know, I'm just using this as an example. Everything's all good with that woman till you move in. And now you got to see her toenail clippings. Now you realize she does the number two and it might smell. Now you realize so forth and so on. So you have to kind of know that you have to invest in people, if nothing else, for your betterment. I'll give you an example. If you know somebody has the tendency to agitate you in a work environment or in a team environment or just be someone who asks a lot of questions or seems like they need a lot of attention, as the leader who's trying to get to a bigger goal, man, it's worth it for you to know that so that it doesn't bother you. If you get stuck in your head in the way that you think that people should go and how people should deal and respond with things, it's going to eat you alive, man. So it starts with investing in people and taking the time to really get to know them. Like, for instance, I can use myself. Uh, let's use my job. I just want to use one random example. Man, I make it a habit to ask people and follow up on things that they may have said something about. If somebody said, yo, I have to take this day off because my mother has a cancer treatment. Right. I'm definitely a person who a month later, if I if that's the next time I get to have a one on one with you or something, I'm going to be like, yo, how's your mom doing? Because then that person knows that you care. Then they knows that you're, know that you're investing in them. So the first thing is you have to invest in people. All right. Here's the second part. And it piggybacks right off of that. Man, you have to put in effort to whatever they got going on. If it be a team situation, you have to put in effort with their success. If they can't shoot free throws and you a basketball coach, Guess what? And I used to always say this, man, side story, when I was going through, you know, the fraternity process and I was dealing with new recruits, I would always be like, man, yeah, I know you're going through the process, but guess who else is? So if you got to stay after and help that person shoot free throws, even though, you know, you're staying after and giving them extra hours, what you don't realize and what they will realize is you have to give those extra hours, too. So they're not alone. It takes effort. If you're at a work environment, man, sometimes you might have to send a person to a training two or three times and ask them, even though there might be certain processes, ask them what they think will let them be successful and let them try that. You may know it's going to fail. You may already be invested. And if you're a good leader, you're going to already be invested in them and know their personality type. But you could go ahead and let them do that and then let them arrive to a conclusion you already knew through the way that they do. It takes effort. And when you're, we're leaders, I think we spend too much time just forcing people and not putting in the effort. And here's the bonus point off of that, man. 
eventually, and you have to do all this stuff selflessly. So you don't need to be throwing this in somebody's face every five minutes. Like, yo, I did this for you. I did this for you. I did this for you. And all of that goes back to me personally with my spiritual walk and my relationship with trying to be, you know, more righteous and follow the example left by Jesus, man. It's not going to make sense from this world. It's not going to make sense to continue to let somebody maybe say something to you or be a grumpy person and you still be nice if you're if you're judging based on this world. So that's the second part, the effort, because when you put that effort in and again, it's selflessness. Eventually, the people who you're working with will have no choice but to want to give you their 110 percent because you've done so. Not you've acted like it, not you've talked about it. You've actually given 110 percent and it even has a scripture that references this in the bible man you continue to be kind to the point where from their own shame they realize they've done wrong and they'll come over to the righteous side they'll come on over they'll buy in all right here's the last part so remember i just want to keep it alone the first one is we have to make an effort to invest in those that we're tempted to lead right uh, the second part was you have to put an actual effort into whatever they gotten on. Now, investing in someone is, you know, first deciding that you're going to put in the time. And then the second thing, which is the second thing, the effort to actually do it. And the third thing piggybacks off of that. I know we don't want to hear it, but we need to hear it because it's to actually listen to people. And next week's episode, I'm going to piggyback off of that because I'm going to make the episode kind of structured on how to actively listen or how to listen to people properly and, you know, have um, better interactions with them. But you have to actually listen. One of my frat brothers a while ago, um, we were in a situation where, you know, I was a party promoter at the time. I was doing my thing. I was kind of proper popular. I think I even had a little modeling company of girls who, you know, wore the shirts or whatever, whatever. But I brought my frat brother to one of these parties and we're in VIP. And I remember this time he was still fresh in like the military, whatever kind of, I don't even want to put too much out there, but whatever kind of secret joint he was in. And this one girl was obviously, she was part of the model team. She was obviously attracted to him. Right. And he at this time didn't drink or smoke or do anything like that. You know, everybody else did. It was kind of a party environment. And I remember this girl and I know this girl. She was part of the team. She just talked a lot. And she sat there and just rambled for like 20, 25. It was me, two of my frat brothers and like three or four girls. And she just rambled for like 25 or 30 minutes, man. And I'll never forget. My frat brother looked at her and he was like, so that's your life story, huh? <laughs> And what I gathered from that, yo, that joint was so hilarious. I said, he was like, that's your life resume or your life story, huh? And the thing that I gathered from that that was really, uh, it was funny, but it was actually true is if you do enough listening, and let me elaborate, this listening needs to be done earlier on, right? So, you know, especially in a leadership situation, you do have to eventually speak. Sometimes you have to be firm. But if you do enough listening early on, and observing and not reacting early on, you can get a good understanding of the type of personality you're dealing with, what's most effective, what you may need to say to them, how they like to be celebrated or praised, because that's a little side note, everybody needs recognition in some form or another. But if you do enough listening, people will say stuff casually. It might be a story about something that happened when they were younger. You know, it might be something going on in their life now. If you do enough active listening and Again, I think the fact that I practice multiple languages, one being Mandarin, in which they really focus on tone inflection, 
We're saying something with a high pitch tone versus a low pitch. Exact same word means something totally different. Those type of things. And, um, you know, for me, it's a gift and a curse, but I can always just talk to somebody and I'm going to know immediately if you got something else going on. Very rarely will you have something going on in your life or something that's weighing down on you and be able to have a conversation with me and I not see right through it. And I'm going to be like, what's wrong? What's going on? And that starts with active listening. If you're listening to people earlier on, or here's an example, when people are really happy or laughing or joking about it, I really pay attention to how their voice sounds, what they're doing, what their little tales are. Some people might, you know, do a little snort if they're laughing for real. And all of that stuff will help you down the line because maybe if you're in a conversation and you need to get more information out of them to discover a root cause or solve something, um, they might chuckle at your joke but not snort. But see, if you weren't actively listening and listening intently with effort, right? Really wanting to know them, you're not going to catch that. And you're going to be in a situation that people quote unquote call fake. That's where a lot of the quote unquote fakeness comes from. Or when people say, Hey, they're fake or whatnot. Um, in those situations, it really be that you may have done some of this active listening and maybe just not knowing what it was or what was going on. But that's how we can a lot of times tell people all have tells signs and things that they do and no matter how hard you try to cover it up especially if you're an adult these are things that you've been doing your whole life it could be sucking your thumb biting your fingernails rubbing your chin you know what i mean chuckling before you say something a lowest exhale before you say something all of these things are different types of ways to listen to people outside of just the words that they're saying so we're gonna go into this more on the next episode but active and effective listening it's the third thing. When you put all these things together, you'll put yourself in a situation as a leader to be able to utilize people in situations that gets the best out of them. You might not have somebody who comes into your job if you're in a sales job who hits the ground running, but you might know, hey, all I got to do is tell this person a couple of times I believe in them, give them some positive reinforcement. And by the end of the day, they're going to be fine. And as a leader, you don't have to express that to them. Because nobody likes to feel like they're being manipulated or read or anything like that. No. Um, and we're going to talk about that more, too, because it is manipulation, but it's not bad manipulation as in it's the detriment of someone else. But if you put these things together, you will know more about your team and be able to effectively move together and have a same goal and move together and have this squad goal. All right. And that is the end of this week's episode, season three, episode 17, Squad Goals. Yo, maybe you're someone who's looking for ways out or looking for different things to try in life. And you feel like you've done everything you can. Man, we can't always do it by ourselves. And sometimes all you need is that other person to tell you that they believe in you. I realize that sometimes people and they're not going to tell you they stop believing in themselves. Yo, if you're one of those people and you made it this far. I believe it. You pick your head up. I promise you, your greatest discovery about yourself is on the other side of that adversity. I believe in you, all right? Yo, until next week, this has been Squad Goals, part of the Leader in You series, season three, episode 17. Follow me, like, subscribe, share, let your friends know all that good stuff. All my social medias, please go follow and support me. That's Medicine Ball, LS, and the number three. Mamba is biting on me right now. That must mean it's time to go. I will get with y'all next week. I love y'all. Stay up. Yeah, yeah.